Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Sports by Our podcast. Uh, today, we're doing uh, week six predictions. It's going to be uh, myself, Ethan Schapp, and uh, Matthew Schwab. Uh, the first game I'm going to talk about is the Carolina Panthers playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in London. Uh, I think this is actually going to be a really good game. Uh, I'm actually excited. This one's at London. Uh, I think it's two average teams that will put on a good game. Um, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers in this game. Uh, I've been really impressed with Kyle Allen over the, his last three games starting, and he's won all three of them. He beat the Jaguars, which are an okay team. Texans, I think, are a good team, and he beat Kyler Murray with the, and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, also, Chris McCaffrey is just a workhorse. He's uh, averaging 5.6 yards a carry on the year. Uh, he has six touchdowns, and he's a he's a number one threat in receiving and rushing. Um uh, he was questionable and he missed practice earlier this week, but I expect him to be 100% ready to go on Sunday and pretty much carry this Panthers team and offense to another win. However, uh, I think it will be a good game because uh, Jameis Winston has played so well. Uh, Coach uh, Arians has brought out the best in him. He has uh, He's thrown for 1,300 yards this year. Uh, completion percentage is 61%. Not great, but it will do. Um, and the most impressive for me for Jameis Winston is that he's seven touchdowns and nine interceptions. He has 11 touchdowns to five interceptions, and it's just a lot better than what you've been used to seeing from Jameis Winston. Um, another emerged player from the Buccaneers that I wasn't really expecting is uh, Chris Godwin. He has uh, 33 receptions for 511 yards with an average of 15.5 yards a catch, and he has six touchdowns on this uh, in the first five weeks of the season. So he's uh, proven to be a really good wide receiver two next to uh, Mike Evans, and Tampa Bay's offense is making it work. So I think this is going to be a really good game, and I think the Panthers will win this one. So my first prediction is going to be on the Panthers-Buccaneers game. For this game, I actually have the Carolina Panthers coming out with the win here. Kyle Allen so far is 3-0 as a starter uh, this season, and I think that he's been playing pretty well. I'm still not sold on everything that he has to offer, but for what he's been doing, he's been getting the job done. He's brought Carolina from 0-2 to 3-2. Um, Jameis Winston, I don't think that he's going to be able to come out with a win here because he's an extremely inconsistent quarterback. Uh, it seems like every other week he has a game where he throws four interceptions, but every other week he throws four touchdowns. I don't know. I feel like the Tampa Bay team as a whole is just extremely inconsistent, and I feel like Carolina, what they've been doing... Uh, which is feeding the ball to Christian McCaffrey, has been working for them because Christian McCaffrey is probably the top running back in the league right now. Um, I think that Carolina is going to come out with a win here if Christian McCaffrey plays. So far, he is marked as questionable for this game, but if he does play, I do feel as though Carolina can easily come out with a win here against an extremely weak Buccaneers defense. The next game I'm going to talk about is the Washington Redskins at the Miami Dolphins. Um, this will be what I think one of the worst games. I think it's going to be a very ugly game. Both these teams are bottom tier of the league, if not the first and second worst teams. The Bengals will be down there as well. Uh, I'm going to take the Redskins. Um, they've been competitive in a few games where the Miami Dolphins haven't really been competitive in any of their games. Uh, the best example I can think of is that they were only down by four at halftime to the Cowboys, but then ended up losing by more than 20. Um, I like the Redskins because I think Cole McCoy is a little bit better, or play, play is playing a little bit better than Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen have played this year. Whoever they decide to throw out there, we probably will see both of them at some point. Um, 
The reason why I'm going to go with the Redskins is uh, their receiver core, young and kind of inexperienced, has shown some uh, like some hopeful. Uh, I like Terry McLaurin. Uh, I think he can actually be a really good player, and I'm excited to see if he can do anything against this uh, poor Miami defense. Also, Steve, Steve Sims Jr., who had a, a big touchdown last week against the Patriots, uh, I'd like to see if he can keep progressing and takes another step forward. Um, it's also, I think it's interesting for the uh, the Redskins if they get uh, Adrian Peterson into the game. Uh, he only had seven rushing attempts last week and has only had 108 yards on the season. Uh, they, I know the Redskins lost Geis again. Uh, he was out last year and they, he's out again this year in IR. So I don't think the Redskins have much to lose and I would like to see them throw AP in there and just see what he can do. And the Redskins also have Vernon Davis. For the Miami Dolphins, they just don't have much. And even with the bye and they have more time to prepare for this game, I just don't think they'll have enough to uh, beat the Washington Redskins this week. So for my prediction involving the Washington Redskins and the Miami Dolphins, I'm going to have to go with the Washington Redskins here. I feel like both teams are extremely weak. Uh, they're in a rebuilding phase right now, but at the same time, Washington does have significantly more pieces than Miami does. Miami has lost almost everything in the past year or so. Um, simply all they have now is Kenyon Drake. Uh, and Josh Rosen, who isn't really much to talk about because he's not that good. But I think that the Redskins are going to come out with a win here because they do have a few options. Colt McCoy has been playing decent. Um, but I feel like this isn't a game that most people want to watch. Um, I'm obviously going to watch it for the podcast, but... I feel as though this is kind of the throwaway game of the week just because it's a battle between, without doubt, the two worst teams in the NFL. Uh, Now the Cardinals have a win. So my prediction for the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens game, I have to go with the Baltimore Ravens here, but I will say that it is not out of the realm of possibility for the Bengals to come out with a win here. Uh, I say that mainly because of Joe Mixon and Andy Dalton. I know Joe Mixon has had an off year. I know Andy Dalton's had an off year. But Andy Dalton can get the job done, and Joe Mixon in previous years has done very well against the Ravens. Um, I think that the Ravens' defense has been extremely lackluster this year. They've given up 62 total points in the first half to 61 total points in the second half, which... I mean, it does mean that they're consistent, but it's not the type of consistency that you want. You want them to perform at a high level week in and week out, which the Ravens defense has been unable to do. Yes, they came away with a big win in Pittsburgh last week because of a huge play by Marlon Humphreys in overtime, knocking the ball out of Juju Smith-Schuster's hands. But I don't think that this Ravens defense can continue to perform even at a low level. I feel as though there's just an extremely bad game waiting to happen. Obviously, we saw a little bit of that against Cleveland, um, but I think that the Bengals do have a shot here of coming out with a win. Uh, The next thing I want to talk about is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I will actually be lucky enough to be at this game um, on Sunday, but... uh, I think that the Ravens will win this game. Um, however, both teams are struggling. The Ravens are 3-2. and two, The Bengals are 0-5. Uh, the Bengals, 
have lost three of their games by uh, four points or less. So in th- three of the five games they've lost, they've been in the games. The other two were blowouts. But um, they're a hurting team. Defense is weak. Uh, their offense is weak. They're missing their best player, A.J. Green. Uh, they're trying to get it done with Tyler Boyd and John Ross in the passing game. John Ross has actually played pretty well. He has uh, 16 receptions for 328 yards with an average of 20.5 yards per catch which is extremely high. Uh, he has three touchdowns on the year. He's just a speed guy that teams need to be aware of uh, for big plays, especially downfield. So Ravens will need to keep uh, an eye on him for – and not let I – mean, keep an eye on him to make sure he doesn't make any big one-play touchdowns, um, which they have struggled defending this year. Uh, for the Ravens, I think um, this is this is definitely a winnable game. Um, they win this game. They improve to 4-2. and two, And – Further their lead in the AFC North, so I think it's really important they do that. Also, uh, they'll get another division win. Uh, therefore, even though this team has struggled defensively and sometimes offensively, um, the Ravens should definitely beat the Bengals uh, in Week Six. If they don't, uh, they have even bigger problems than we thought with the defense. So yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens uh, over the Bengals. So my prediction for the Los Angeles Rams against the San Francisco 49ers game. I have the 49ers coming out on top here. Currently, they are sitting at 5-0. and Absolutely amazing team so far this year. Uh, I think that everything that Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing has been fantastic. But the real story is the defense, obviously, led by Nick Bosa. Their defensive line is fantastic. And their secondary is led by Richard Sherman, who is pretty old, but he gets the job done. Something about this defense, besides the defensive line, makes everything work. Um, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's the linebacking core or the secondary, but something in this defense makes work makes everything work outside of the defensive line. However, I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to show Jared Goff who is the real quarterback. Jared Goff is just not a good quarterback. I hate to say it to... To everybody, but Jared Goff is not good. I mean, he is as inconsistent as it comes. His best game was obviously that Chiefs game last year that was absolutely amazing. But even then, he threw like three interceptions in that game, which, I mean, you can't have your quarterback going in there throwing three interceptions game. So, for the simple fact that Jared Goff is just not a good quarterback and that everything that Jimmy Garoppolo and the defensive Unit has been doing, has been perfect so far this year. I have San Francisco coming out with an easy win here in a blowout. The next game I want to talk about is the San Francisco 49ers at the LA Rams. Uh, This is a really big game, uh, especially for that NFC West division. The 49ers are currently 4-0, and the LA Rams are 3-2. This is going to be a big game because uh, the people's criticism on the 49ers is that they haven't really played any big teams um and this is going to be a huge division game especially for repercussions to who wins the playoff who wins this division and makes makes it to the playoffs i want to go with the 49ers in this game um to me the rams even though they're second in the league in passing yards and like passing production i still think there's limits to their offense with jared goff as the quarterback and the biggest and best part of their offense is todd Gurley, who has been basically a no factor for this year due to la- lingering injuries, and now he's expected to miss this game completely. 
which might be a blessing in disguise because they need to figure out how to consistently win games without counting on Gurley because his health has just shown that he can't be there. Also for the 49ers, they have some big injuries. Uh, I know Husecheck is down. One of their starting O-linemen is also down. So it will make, make more of a problem for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who already has a limited offense. Uh, hopefully Matt Breida, the running back, can go off, and he has George Kittle in the passing game. So I think it will be a great game. Um high offensive scoring game, and I'm going to take uh, the 49ers to stay undefeated against the Rams. My prediction for the Cowboys-Jets game is probably everybody else's prediction. Um, I got the Cowboys. It's an easy easy thought. Uh, The Jets, yeah, they got Sam Darnold back. Congratulations, you went from a terrible quarterback to a bad quarterback because Sam Darnold is just not the answer in New York. Neither is Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell has been completely lackluster this entire year, um, and everything that's been happening in New York, I think that this Jets team, in reality, they're in a rebuild mode. I mean, even though they do have Le'Veon Bell, it seems to me as though they are trying to lose. Uh, I feel like they could have a couple more wins uh, than what they should, but this Jets team is just bad. Um, and no matter who they play, they're going to lose. And especially a Cowboys team that even though they got absolutely clapped by the Packers last week, this Cowboys team is still strong. Um, granted, the stick about them is that They've only done well against bad teams. Well, the Jets are a bad team. Jets are a very bad team. So I have the Cowboys coming out with an absolute blowout win uh, against New York this week. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Jets. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys uh, easily beating the Jets in this game. Uh, the Dallas started off 3-0 and then quickly fell to 3-2 and after losing to the Saints. And the Packers. Um, however, the New York Jets are 0-4. They've been struggling. They do get Sam Darnold back this week from missing three games due to mono. But I don't expect him to have a giant impact on this game. And I think the Cowboys will easily win it. Uh, I hope Zeke gets off to... I hope Zeke has a great game. Zeke, to me, has had a rough start to the season. And I'm kind of looking for him to have a breakout. Big rushing, big, big amount of rushing yards or maybe two, three touchdown game. And hopefully Dak can get uh, a little bit more confidence in the passing game back after these last two weeks. And, yeah, I think the Dallas Cowboys should have no problem beating the Jets in this game. So my prediction for the Atlanta Falcons versus the Arizona Cardinals game is I actually have the Cardinals coming out with... Do I want to call it an upset? No, because the Falcons haven't played well this year at all. But I'm going to call it an upset anyways because of Julio Jones and... The fact that anytime that he has the ball in his hands, he has potential to make a big play. I think that Kyler Murray, with everything that he's been doing this year so far for the Cardinals, I think that we're just waiting for everything to kind of click and for him to carry this team to a better position in the division. But it's going to be a close game. I think that the Falcons are going to put up a huge fight. I just think that the Cardinals are going to barely be able to etch out a win. 
Um, I think that the Falcons are going to lose because of Matt Ryan, who in previous years since his MVP season has looked very, very, very lackluster. Uh, I haven't been impressed with his performances at all um, ever since he made it to the Super Bowl and eventually lost to the Patriots in that incredible game. Um, he has been rather underwhelming, to say. Um, so I don't think that the Falcons are going to be able to hold off Larry Fitzgerald or Kyler Murray in this game. The next game I'm going to talk about is the Atlanta Falcons at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm actually going to go with the Arizona Cardinals to uh, pick up their second win of the season, uh, two wins in a row, and it'll be Kyler Murray's second win of his career. Uh, to me, the Atlanta Falcons had playoff hopes coming into the season, but have quickly fallen to the bottom of their division. They've struggled uh, majorly on defense, um, giving up huge amounts of points. They gave up 53 to the Texans last week. 27 to the Colts, 28 to the Vikings, um, 24 to the Titans. They've just struggled on defense. Um, no real big names. Matt Ryan has played pretty. He's played pretty average to me. Uh, I've been disappointed with his deep ball actually, especially when he has uh, Ridley and Julio Jones to throw to. And I just think uh, Kyler Murray is going to be able to get it done this week with Larry Fitzgerald and. Um, I mean, Michael Crabtree and Charles Clay are also receivers on the team, but I think mainly with Larry Fitzgerald and just Kyler Murray extending plays and using his legs, and that's why I'm going to go with Kyler Murray to win this game. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Minnesota Vikings. I think this will be an extremely close and great game to watch. Um, the, uh, the Vikings are right now fourth in the NFC North with a 3-2 and two record which is actually insane. That division has been so competitive so far in this early uh, early season. Uh, a 3-2 and two record, it would be tied for first if they ran the AFC North, and they're, they're sitting alone in, at fourth. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings um, are the third-best rushing team in the league, averaging 166.4 rushing yards per game. Uh, Delvin Cook is just absolutely going off. He's single-handedly won them games, kept them in games, and... If Kirk Cousins ever gets out of this funk he's been in and he starts to have confidence and make good reads and actually can pass the ball, he has Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and even Kyle Rudolph at the, at the tight end position ready to catch and, catch and receive the ball. So this offense can explode at any minute, especially with how much success they've had with running the ball. Also, Mike Zimmer has said it even before the season, they wanted to be a defensive and run the ball team. They didn't want big flashy turnovers. So they've done exactly what they plan set out to do, and that's play defense and smart, good offensive football. Now, on the other side, the Eagles. Um, Carson Wentz had a rough start. He, uh, to me, he had a rough start, but he's gone back into it. Um, they're opposed to go up, and they with uh, Dallas struggling, losing two in a row, it opens the door for them to come back and gain ground in this division. Uh, I think it will be a close game. Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson coming back will help. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, I, I know he's had some problems dropping the ball, but I still think he's a very good receiver. And they have Zach Ertz, who's a top three tight end in the league. And I think this will be just a really, really great game. Um, the Eagles' defense is kind of, especially their secondary, is kind of worrisome, especially when they have to cover Diggs and Thielen. So if Kirk Cousins can get his, uh, get himself together, uh, I think the Vikings can definitely win this game. And even if he can't, uh, I think Dublin Cook can carry them to this win. So I'm going to go with uh, the Vikings at home in this one. So my prediction for the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Minnesota Vikings game 
As I have the Philadelphia Eagles coming out on top here, it's going to be a close game. Uh, I know Minnesota has Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Stephon Diggs, but Kirk Cousins is not the quarterback for them. Uh, ever since he got that big money contract, he just hasn't been a good quarterback. I mean, he was pretty good in Washington, but right now in Minnesota, he has not been able to find his stride, and I feel like that's going to be able to cost him an L here. However, in Philadelphia, Nelson Aguilar, even though there are times where he just cannot catch the ball, Philadelphia has actually looked pretty good this year. Um, the Carson Wentz has actually played really well, and bear no injuries to Carson Wentz because everybody knows that Carson Wentz cannot stay healthy for an entire season. I think that Philadelphia has a shot at the deep playoff runs this year with the way that they're looking. Uh, so I have them coming out with a win here against Minnesota. Uh, the next game we're going to be talking about is the uh, New Orleans Saints uh, at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm actually really excited for this game. I think this is going to be a good game. I'm going to take the Saints to win. Um, like last week, I predicted Michael Thomas would have a breakout game, and he did. He had two touchdowns. Uh, I think, once again, uh, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara will have great games. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, for his three starts this year, has uh, looked very impressive, filling in for the injured Drew Brees. And I think they'll be able to get it done in Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, to me, has looked a lot better than I thought. When Nick Foles went down week one, I thought their season would be over. Uh, Gardner Minshew has stepped in and played uh, extremely well. He did struggle with fumbles last week. Uh, he had three fumbles, and he lost all three of them. But he's been accurate in the passing game, and that's what's most important. He's given them a chance in every single one of their games since he started. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll be right there with the Saints. I think it'll be a great game. And uh, I do think that uh, the veteran Teddy Bridgewater will be able to um, win this game, put this game away at the very end. But it's going to be a great game. So my prediction for the Jacksonville Jaguars and New Orleans Saints game, uh, I'm actually going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. I know that Teddy Bridgewater currently is 3-0 as a starter this season, um, which I absolutely love. I love the fact that he had a fantastic game last week. Um, but at the same time, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater can keep it up. He does have the weapons. He's got Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, but both of those guys can be locked down by this Jacksonville defense. I know that at times they can be inconsistent, but I feel as though they're going to have a big game against Saints this week. Um, the Jaguars, on the, on the other hand, have Gardner Minshew, who has been absolutely fantastic this year. He did have a few a few uh, miscommunications last week, uh, obviously involving the three fumbles, but you got Gardner Minshew and you got Leonard Fournette, who is coming off of back-to-back 100-yard games, which is fantastic for a running back, especially this year, where we haven't seen many running backs outside of Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey really perform at the level of a top-tier running back of years before. So I think that this Jaguars team is looking very strong right now, despite a loss to Carolina last week. The next game we're going to talk about is the Seattle Seahawks at the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks in this game. Russell Wilson went off last Thursday against the LA Rams. Uh, I expect him and his offense to keep rolling. He'll, find, he'll do his best to find Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf downfield. Um, for the Browns, they've also obviously been struggling offensively. I think their defense has played great, even with the uh, injuries they've had in the secondary with Greedy Williams and 
Denzel Ward being the two biggest names. Uh, Miles Garrett's been going off on the D-line. He's uh, making a good case for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. He's high the, he's high up in the sacks. I think he has six or seven of the year so far, so he's he's making very good pace for uh, the hit 20. However, I think the struggles on offense for the Browns have rooted with that they have so many weapons in the passing game that they, they, they're trying to force it too much. They're not um, relying on the running back, Nick Chubb, who's shown that if they go through him, he can lead them to wins like they did in Baltimore. Uh, Baker Mayfield has obviously been regressing from last year. He's had a struggling. He's had a, he's had a struggle this year. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the O-line, so I'm not going to put it all on Baker. I think Baker is an amazing quarterback and ha- is going to have a great career. But I'm going to take uh, the Seattle Seahawks in this game. I think uh, they'll continue to improve, and uh, they'll uh, they'll prove to 5-1. and one. My prediction for the Seahawks-Browns game, I have the Seahawks coming out with an easy win here. The Browns' defense has looked very lackluster uh, the entire season, other than Miles Garrett, their star defensive end, who has put up defensive player of the year numbers and is absolutely tearing up the entire league so far this season. But Seattle, what they are doing this year, what they are allowing Russell Wilson to do, allowing him to obtain more freedom on the field, um, kind of improvising, running more of a Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs offense, I think what it is is brilliant. I think everything that Pete Carroll is doing right now in Seattle is brilliant, but the main focal point is obviously Russell Wilson, who currently is my choice for MVP right now. Um, Had a huge game last week, throwing four touchdowns, against the St. Louis, or the Los Angeles Rams, my apologies. But what Russell Wilson is doing is something that you can't prepare for as a defense. He is running the offense like Patrick Mahomes, getting out of the pocket, making something out of nothing. And so far, he's thrown 12 touchdowns to no interceptions so far this year, and he's averaging 300 yards a game, which... I don't think that Cleveland's defense is going to be able to contain. So I have the Seattle Seahawks coming out with a win here over the Cleveland Browns. My prediction for the Tennessee Titans versus Denver Broncos game. I got the Titans coming out with a win here. I don't see Denver coming out with two back-to-back wins. Uh, Joe Flacco, even in his only win of the season so far, was was pretty lackluster as Joe Flacco normally is. Um I think that even with weapons like Cortland Sutton and Philip Lindsay, Denver is just an awful, awful, awful team. Their defense is still led by Von Miller, who has actually had a very poor season this year. He hasn't really done much. He hasn't been in, he hasn't been a big name on defense. But outside of that, I think that the Titans, for a team that's gone nine and seven the past couple years straight. I think that the Titans are actually a very good team this year. Uh, Corey Davis is a fantastic receiver. I think that Derrick Henry is a fantastic football player. I know a lot of people disagree with that. And I think that Marcus Mariota at times is underrated and doesn't get enough credit for the things that he does. But obviously there are his games where he plays horrible. But I don't think that this will be one because Denver's defense has been extremely poor this year. So I have the Titans coming out with an easy win here. 
The next thing we're going to talk about is the Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think this is another. This is gonna be another good game. It's uh, two like average tier teams. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Broncos in this game. I think uh, Joe Flacco has finally got maybe a little situated after starting off the year 0-4. The uh, Broncos started utilizing their weapons to the best of their abilities. Uh, most importantly, getting Cortland Sutton and Philip Lindsay involved in the game in the, in the offense, and then complemented with Emmanuel Sanders, Noah Fant, and Royce Freeman. But I think the vocal points have to be Philip Lindsay and Corlin Sutton, who are just two huge, impactful players that really can blow games wide open. For the Tennessee Titans, they also have all the firepower on offense. They have A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Delaney Walker, um, Henry at the running back position. And then the big question mark is Marcus Mariota. Uh, I'm going to say that the Broncos defense, even though they've been struggling, Von Miller is going to have his big impact game, which he has not had. And he's going to get after Marcus Maria, Mar- Mariota. He's going to cause him to make some kind of error that will have a big impact on this game. And that's why I want to take the Broncos to beat the Titans. The next game I'm going to talk about is the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is the game I'm most excited for. And I think this will be the best game of the week. Um, both quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, have had amazing starts to their young careers and show extreme promise. Uh, they both have gotten off the great starts. Patrick Mahomes has thrown for 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Deshaun Watson has thrown for 11 touchdowns and one interception. I think uh, both teams will show up to play. The Chiefs are 4-1, and one, and the Texans are 3-2. and two. Both are first in their divisions. Uh, Texans are coming off a huge week uh, where they just dropped 53 points. So they're, they're firing on all cylinders. Their offense is working. Um, I think this will be a great game. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I just don't see them losing two games at home in a row, even though I really don't know how they're going to be able to stop Deshaun Watson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Will Fuller with their very lackluster secondary other than Tyran Matthew, but he's just one man. Um, On the other side, uh, the Texans defense is much better, even though I have been critical and they have struggled in my opinion this year. It's much better than the Chiefs defense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is not 100% with his ankle injury. Uh, despite that, I think he's still can get it done. Uh, I, I expect big games from Hardman, Travis Kelsey, and the possible and probable return of Tyreek Hill, even though I don't know how active and how many snaps he will have. I just hope that the Chiefs get some kind of run game going, which they struggled against, too, against the Colts last week. But somehow, some way, I think Pat Mahomes will be able to pull out this and beat and win the first uh, matchup between these two young, great quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. My prediction for the Houston Texans versus Kansas City Chiefs game, I have the Houston Texans coming out on top here. Um, I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and he is by far the best quarterback in the NFL talent-wise. I know Russell Wilson has had an amazing year, but Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes is something special, and he can win any game. I think that with the way that he's been limping and his flaring up ankle injury that uh, has been going on since training camp. I think that he's not going to be at 100%, which, I mean, even then, 100% for him is everybody else's 200%, and his 80% is everybody else's 100%. But I think that the Texans are going to come out with a win here because of one man, and his name is Deshaun Watson. 
I know DeAndre Hopkins is a major weapon, but Deshaun Watson is a guy who gets him the ball. Deshaun Watson is a guy who makes the plays happen. And the Kansas City defense, with the way that they've been playing, they do not have an answer for either Deshaun Watson or DeAndre Hopkins. If DeAndre Hopkins gets the ball in his hand, it's going to be a big chunk of yards. Every play when Deshaun Watson has the ball in his hands, there's potential for a touchdown. So I think that the Texans are going to come out with a close win here. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game. So I have the Texans coming with a win here. Uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about is the Sunday night game, Pittsburgh Steelers at the LA Chargers. Um, I think this will be a very ugly game. Um, both these teams had uh, high expectations coming into the year. Both are looking at to make deep playoff runs, and both have just been plagued with injuries. Um, I'm going to go with the LA Chargers to win this game solely on the fact that uh, their quarterback is healthy and the Steelers are on their third string, and I think Keenan Allen will have a really good game whereas the uh, the Steelers' offense will struggle. And that's pretty much why I want to go with the Chargers. Uh, I think it's going to be a lackluster Sunday night game, though, so that's a disappointment. But, yeah, I think the Chargers will be able, will be able to beat the Steelers uh, in this game. My prediction for the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Los Angeles Chargers game, I have the Chargers coming out on top. I don't see Phillip Rivers losing back-to-back games like this against two extremely bad teams. I, I hate on Phillip Rivers a lot because, in my eyes, he, other than Eli Manning, is the most inconsistent quarterback to ever play the game of football. Every other year, he has a horrible season. But every other year, he takes his team deep in the playoffs. This is one of Philip Rivers' bad years, and I mean that's just gonna those numbers of bad years is just gonna increase with age. Um, but I I think that the Chargers are gonna come out with an easy win. Uh, I think that Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon are going to have a big game against one of the worst run defenses in the entire NFL in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, obviously, the Steelers played very well against Baltimore last week. But Baltimore has been having struggles of their own, and even they came out with a win. I just don't see Pittsburgh uh, being able to come out with a win here against a a weak, but at the same time strong. So I would say middle-of-the-road team in the Los Angeles Chargers. So my prediction for the Detroit Lions versus Green Bay Packers game. This is going to be an upset. I know the Lions have played great this year. Uh, I know that they're 3-1-1. One, and, one, and I know that they've actually held their own this year so far. Um, but it's still an upset if the Lions win, which I think they will. I know the Packers have played absolutely fantastic. Their defense has been one of the best in the league so far this year and last week against the Cowboys Aaron Jones showed up but uh, this game against the Lions all comes down to Aaron Rodgers you got Darius Slay marking up their number one and two receivers at on separate plays but this game comes down to Aaron Rodgers uh, if he can get the ball to his receivers uh, and if he can get the ball out to Adam or Aaron Jones my bad uh, more specifically out the backfield 
I think that the Packers can come out with a win here, but I think that this game is going to be Matthew Stafford's game. And if it's not his game, it's going to be Kerryon Johnson's game. I think Kenny Galladay is a fantastic player. I think TJ Hawkinson is a fantastic player. And I think that Danny Amendola is a fantastic player. So I think that the Lions as a whole on offense have too many weapons for a Packers defense to contain in back-to-back weeks. Yes, they were able to easily wipe the floor with the Cowboys offense that was seen as one of the top in the league. But I don't think that they can do it in back-to-back weeks. So I have the Lions coming out with... A very close win here. This is one of the games to watch this week. I think this might be the best game of the week. But I do have the Lions coming out with, I'd say, a three-point win. And the final game of Week 6 is the Monday night matchup between the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'm going to pick the Packers in this game. But first, I want to talk about the Lions. The Lions are uh, currently second in the division at 2-1-1. One, and one which uh, this is by far the best division uh, win percentage-wise. The Packers are 4-1, and one, Lions are 2-1-1, one and one, Bears are 3-2, and two, and the Vikings are 3-2. and two. So this division is a very tough division. Um, the Lions have played great, uh, a lot better than I think most people expected. Uh, the defense, Darius Slay stepped up. Offense, TJ Hawkinson has been good. Kevin Galladay has been good. Matthew Stafford has been great. Uh, on Johnson has also been very, very impressive. However, the Packers, with their 4-1, and one, um, Oh, and the Lions' only loss is to the Chiefs, who are a very obviously respected and great AFC team. But now the Packers, the Packers have uh, looked amazing. Um, Packers came out, only loss was to the Eagles in a close game back and forth where they kind of just fell apart at the end. But the Packers have looked great. The defense is a lot better than I think most people expected. And even without uh, Aaron Rodgers' number one wide receiver last week, Devontae Adams, he was able to put up 34 points on the road. And I think it's just shown that the last two seasons, Aaron Rodgers has been uh, plagued with injuries, and we kind of all forgot just how amazing this quarterback can be. And I can't wait to see him watch him play uh, a big divisional game on Monday Night Football. And I think uh, he will definitely get the job done and win this game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers.